Welcome to Soul of an Empath, the podcast that helps empaths to feel loved, seen, heard, and understood in all areas of your life. Now here's your host, Tiffany Gano. Welcome back to another Knowing You show. I'm Tiffany Cano. Today we have Sherry Danzig from Choosing Vibrancy. And I love just the words vibrant and vibrancy. It's so appealing to me. So let me tell you a little bit about Sherry. She began her career as a wellness entrepreneur over 30 years ago. She named her company Choosing Vibrancy to embody her belief that we all have the power to manifest an outrageously abundant life. Her influence as a practitioner, consultant, mentor, and speaker has touched the lives of thousands around the world. And today she's going to be helping us be much better with self-care. So welcome, Sherry. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Tiffany. It's a pleasure. I already have a good vibe from sitting with you and getting mm. started. Thank you. And I know self-care is so important to you that you think it's the key to everything. Why? Why, why do you feel that way? Because I think we it's so easy to to get caught up in the to-dos and if we're we can we can fake it so easily we can put a smile on our face we can be really good at you know uh exterior looks and and outgoing energy and forget what is really going on under the engine you know um, and I think this, the idea of self-care, and it's so much broader than I think most of the people that I work with, most of my clients really think of, because I think self-care is, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's a, it's a hip term these days. It is. It really is. It really is. And I think there's a lot of depth to it. So for me, it, it embodies self-love, self-talk. It's the inner workings, that connection with ourself. That is to me the real core of self care. Mm -hmm. And so, and I don't think we ever, you know, get it all done or get it all figured out. I think, you know, I'm a big believer in being a work in progress. And I, (laughs) you know, I think it's about how we talk to ourselves and how we touch, you know, touch base with ourselves, that inner knowing, because when that's strong, it doesn't matter what is thrown at you, what's going on in the world, what we, that so much of it we can't control. Um, it doesn't matter if you have a partner like I do, who I love dearly um, and doesn't get what I do. And there's a big chunk of me that he, we just don't connect on. And so I was saying this with somebody I was meeting for the first time earlier that when you're, when your self care is really strong in the way I'm describing, it doesn't, I mean, it's nice to have that support, but you don't need it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important because I think we are used to, particularly as women of, you know, looking outward, we want 
it's good to want, but I don't think we want it that we, it's good to need to have that recognition or that mm-hmm. reinforcement from other people because we're turning our, our power over to someone else to tell us that we're okay. And so I think when we have that really strong, we have that inner relationship with ourselves and um, we catch ourselves, we get so good at realizing, because I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody, I certainly <laughs> don't stay in a, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bliss or whatever, you know, that place all the time, we all get bumped around. Yes. And I think when we have that strong, real self-care that I'm describing, it doesn't take so long to come back to being reset, to understanding what's going on, to, 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 you know, raise, we've raised our awareness of knowing something's out, something's off so that we can reset. It's not that we're not going to fall on our face. I fall on my face a lot <laughs> and hopefully I don't lose my sense of humor about it, you know? Yes. And, and, and that's the learning that we, you know, desperately need so we can mm-hmm. learn. Okay. Well, that didn't work. Self-care to me is, is, is like a self be <laughs> like who and how we're being. And then yes. the self do like the activities that nurture mm-hmm. us yeah. to love ourselves more and to yeah. refuel us and give us peace of mind and vitality. So what do you say to people who are like, oh, I'm too busy or I don't have the funds to do X, Y, and Z Mm self-care, you know, I can't afford to have a massage or whatever. What do you say to that? Exactly. And um, that's exactly what I hear all the time. And, and here's the thing that's, that's thinking of self-care in, in a very, a small window of, you know, describing it, it doesn't have to cost anything or it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, and it doesn't have to take a lot of time. And what I teach is about re like looking at all of our relationships, looking at how we spend our time, because when you're disconnected with yourself, you're, you're usually doing things that you don't need to be doing. So, you know, there's only so many hours in the day and I used to mess myself up in a big way because I thought I'm so busy. I have so many things I want to do and I want to do it all so fantastically that I stopped sleeping enough. Mm. That was where my crash and burn came. So it's about getting really clear what your values are Mm -hmm. and then therefore what your priorities are and the things that we think we're so busy that we have to do. Some of them we probably do. Many of them, maybe we have to get, they, they are, you know, important things to get done, but they don't have to get done right then. And when you talk about sleep, (laughs) (laughs) I, I know that some people need more or less sleep than other people. What do you think is a good quality amount of time. And I say quality because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people can sleep few hours or like a teenager <laughs> sleeps 10 plus hours. Yeah, right. Yeah. But the right. quality I think matters. It does. It, quantity matters also. It does. Um, sometimes people tell me they do just fine with four hours of sleep. We're all different. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know anybody that's going to, that's going to get off sleeping four hours of sleep and, and it's not going to catch up with them because there's some science to it. There's some individual parts of it. Um, to answer it very simply, the perfect answer is, you know, seven and a half hours around there, but there's a range. Some mm-hmm. people need more. I think it depends on how well you sleep. And I know something about that as far as how to create the best environment mm-hmm. for sleep. Um, but can you the, give us the, a tip on that? Sure, sure. I can give you a bunch of tips. But let me just say one thing about the um, lesser amount is that there has been a decent amount of research, you know, science looking at sleep. And what they're pointing to is that less than six hours a night is um, there's a lot of links. For instance, your immune system takes a direct hit. So you're more likely to get sick, to get viruses. We don't, you know, we know something about viruses from the last couple of mm-hmm. years. So our immune system is is not functioning at its, by any means, at its optimal. Um, there's, it's, it's thought that you're, you wake up pre-diabetic because of how poorly your system is operating with less than six mm. hours of sleep. So there's something about that. Um, tips for sleeping better. As far as creating an environment, I, I like to think of the space that you sleep as creating it, turning it into a sanctuary. So that means I like that. Isn't yeah. that nice? Isn't that, sanctuary. Isn't that nice? Sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It's got it, a <laughs> echo to it. It's, a, it. it's like, oh, I get to be in this warm, fuzzy yeah. blanket of love and Exactly. I think nature, you know, yes, like exactly. sleeping beauty yes. in the middle of nature. <laughs> yes. Because some people have made sleep an enemy. It's like, oh, I have to go to sleep, but I'm not going to get things done. You know, like I've, I've mm-hmm. heard people say way too many times, I'll sleep when I'm dead, you know. Um, and we are fighting a culture that is still around where people brag because they are not sleeping very much. You know, mm-hmm. there's company cultures of people that, brag about that. And so even if that, you don't work for a company and you don't have anybody telling you when you have to be into work, it's still around. It's like, there's that sense of pride that, you know, not getting sleep and getting things done is revered. It's like, yeah, you're rewarded for that. And I want it to feel like what you just said, Tiffany, is that you get to climb in and get, you know, this is a safe, yummy, cocooned place. Mm-hmm. And I do believe in bringing Mother Nature into the room. So it's about having it be a cool temperature. It's about it being quiet. It's about it being as um, Wi-Fi free as possible, technology free as possible, to have it be a dark room. so that Because you're really trying to shut the part of your brain off that's staying on. You know, mm-hmm. there's that adrenal system that it's like, ready to react, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, by shutting all of that down, you're telling your, you're telling your inner workings, it's time, it's time to turn it off, you know, and Mm -hmm. you have to teach it. Yeah. And do you think that sleep is even more important than say exercise and healthy eating or do you, it is. It's, really? Yeah. Okay. The, there again, I've, I've been studying sleep because let me just confess that I have slept in with wonderful, like my technologies that I work with. I've slept well, 
but I wasn't sleeping enough. I was somebody that was trying to get everything done, like I said, and I wasn't getting, I was operating on five, you know, four or five hours of sleep a night and it caught up with me. I almost had a fatal accident. So it kind of, kind of got, you know, serious for me um, because your judgment is messed up when you're not sleeping well. So it, you know, you function for a while, people can do it for a while, but eventually it, it's, it's too Mm -hmm. high of a risk that it's Mm going to catch up with you. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, 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 but, but anyhow, the research, let me just finish this one point is that there's been research that has shown that it's more important than exercise or diet or even your genetics as far as like how well and how long you're going to live. So Mm. when we think about our health and in the U S you know, people go, all right, I'm turning over a new leaf. It's the first of the year. Everybody goes and runs to the gym, right? We think we're going to get fit the lifestyle not just a new year fad right (laughs) it's you know if you had a choice between exercising or or sleeping go to bed Mm -hmm. you know if you had to do one or the other don't Mm -hmm. lose don't lose sleep over exercise it's yeah it's better to sleep okay and let's let's shift gears a little bit so what would you what do you believe is one of the biggest issues that empaths, women, but men too, because I, I, I have um, both as mm-hmm. my audience here. Sure. What do you think is the biggest issue that they face when it comes to being in their power? Uh, gosh, I think it's a lot of things. I think it's not being connected with ourselves and being way too stuck in our old stories. Like we make stuff up, right? Um, and <laughs> really, <laughs> you know, you know what I really want to say here. I don't know if I can say shit. <laughs> we make shit up. Sorry. We make stuff up. So, uh, I have a little bit of a potty mouth. Sorry about that. Um, you know, we tell ourselves stories from our past. We carry it around and we think this is who we are. So therefore we're living a bit in the past. We're thinking, well, you know, it's so easy to live in a place where you think if it hadn't happened, if it's not there, you're looking at your, if it's about financial peace and freedom and, and abundance. Um, and we we're looking at the numbers on our checking account and they're not big numbers. It's it's hard to see beyond it. So I think it's about getting stuck in this belief about who we are. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes, first, you have to figure out who you are and what's important to you. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of courage. It takes courage to say, okay, this is who I am. And I'm going to look past what is my current reality. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have a vision of what I intend to create. And when you think about it, everything that's ever been built or developed, any new idea, it always starts with a vision, with an idea first. So our own personal stories and how we can move past whatever has been keeping us locked up and, you know, in a limiting belief or whatever, however you want to call it. I think it's, it's, it's like we have to come back to saying, I, I have belief in myself. You know, you have to find that that inspiration inside that can remember how it felt to feel 
hope and faith in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with people to help them, you know, reignite that hope and faith, that self-love, that desire for self-care, the willingness to sleep more. (laughs) Do you, do you work with them one-on-one? Do you do it in a group workshop type setting? Is it on the phone in person? Can you give us a little more background there? So I'm about to launch my online course. I'm really excited. My first online course which Good is, job. yeah, thank you. It's really exciting. It's like birthing a baby. So yeah. it's, it's my course. So I have been working with clients one-on-one. Um, I have a vision to create a group process um, that has not come to fruition because I've been so busy with my online course. And I have a, the online course is going to exist on its own where I'm recording each of the modules. And it's basically what I, the the principles that I think are super important to this whole unraveling of where we've been and where we want to go and having that clear, it's clarity, courage, and consistency. And so, um, it's, it's going to be a standalone course. And I'm also, I also have, um, another alternative, which is to have some one-on-one coaching along with the course. Mm -hmm. So, so that's how I'm working with folks. And eventually I'll probably do a group, but not yet. And what is your favorite story so far of the clients that you've worked with? Mm. Like what was the, the best outcome or, you know, the most trans who wins the most transformational award, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody's so different. And um, I love being in the space with people where they are willing to stop and open up, you know, stop the, get off of the hamster wheel and recognize that there's something that they want something more. And so once somebody is working with me, they've made that decision. And so I, I get my clients are just open and ready and excited and, and, um, it's a, it's a marvel. And I think it's, I, sometimes I'm, you know, on a, in a session, I work over zoom. Um, I've yet to work in person with anybody. Part of it's the pandemic, but I think it just, I think most people are doing well with, with zoom. So, and that allows me to work with people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it's so it's so satisfying to see someone uh, light up and have an aha and realize that what has been, you know, in their way. And so I've had, I, I think that part of it is just really magical when someone has that openness and then recognizes something and it's, you know, it's not as, as a mentor with them. It's not me telling people what to do. It's, it's kind of being their, I call it a Sherpa, you know, I'm their Sherpa, I'm their guide. <laughs> and, um, and then, you know, some of the most satisfying things are when people come back and tell me stories about how they, you know, had struggled so much, they weren't taking care of themselves. And now they're telling me all the things that they're doing for themselves and how, you know, the relationships that they had that either weren't very supportive or were downright toxic, that they figured out some strategies of, you know, how to either eliminate those people from their life or how to, to, um, bolster themselves and protect themselves so that they don't get triggered in the same way. 
And so it's, it's little things. It's, it's the epiphanies mm-hmm. to me are they're, they're They may seem small and they're huge mm-hmm. because when, when someone gains these personal skills, this toolbox of how to check in and know how, what is really going on with you mm-hmm. and can operate from that place. I mean, it's, I, I've seen, I've seen clients who were struggling financially that, you know, their business starts to really blossom and they're having to hire an assistant because they can't handle it all themselves. I've seen, uh, I had a client who was feeling, was taught to be a martyr and was taking care of her husband's mother while he went and golfed. <laughs> that stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and again, wasn't me telling them to do that. They figured it out. So it's like, you know, when my clients gain that sense of empowerment, then mm-hmm. they're like, what am I doing? And they're so clear that then they can have a different level of conversation with whoever is around them. Mm-hmm. Those are pretty exciting things. And for those who want to explore working with you and getting more exposure, I know you actually have two gifts for them. So can you tell us about your gifts? Absolutely. Well, you can go on my website, um, choosingvibrancy.com. And from there you can schedule, well, first of all, book a, uh, or sorry, download the self-care exam, self-care quiz, start there. And then I will then, um, you'll send, you'll set, sign up for a consult. So the first thing I'm giving you is a gift of my time to go through the, the self-care quiz and we'll have a conversation and I will provide several. I'm very much about like down to earth, like real tools, not anything, you know, out there mm-hmm. like theoretical. I want to give you some things that you can put into place right away. Um, the other um, opportunity is to book a call with a wellness consultation, including a sleep consultation. So then we go through, I would send you uh, a questionnaire because I, when I'm talking to people about sleeping better, I want to, it's really a lifestyle questionnaire. So I can mm-hmm. get some information about what's going on you know, do you have a bedtime routine or not? Um, and so it's, again, it's about creating some, a list of tools that you can integrate right away. Wonderful. Thank you. Any other last comments, tips, insights that you want to share with everyone? Yes. Um, I think one of the simplest things that cost absolutely nothing that I think is wonderful self-care. And this is partially because of my top value of having fun um, <laughs> is, is about la- finding ways to laugh more. So like I have a weekly newsletter and I always um, share jokes, you know, they're comics or stories or something. Um, I'm always looking for funny stories that then I can share. I I think laughter, here's the thing, when you're laughing, when you think something's funny, in that moment, whatever else is bothering you is Mm kind of like, it's on, it takes a back burner. And sometimes that's all it takes. It's like, you just need to reset. It's like, you know, life can be so serious and it can feel so heavy. And I Mm -hmm. think that's why I've stopped. I don't 
watch the news very much. You know how I get my news from the comedians that share it, <laughs> like John <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> you know, I I, I want to. I don't want to be completely like under a rock, but I don't like live and breathe for the news because mm-hmm. they're not reporting good. Th- you know, it's all the terrible stuff, and it's so it's like I think it's what where we focus what we want to have in our lives is based mm-hmm. on wh- what we focus on. You know, it's like, yes. is, the gla- is the glass half full or glass half empty? And so in the midst of all the crap that's happening out there, I think if we can find some levity. And so if it's talking to somebody that makes you laugh or reading something that's funny or jokes or I mean I literally started the pandemic um I had a fear of talking like this and um and I love to laugh so I started every day I got on and told a joke and they weren't always great (laughs) you know but it got me over my fear of talking live on Facebook and it also I felt like I was doing a public service of sharing you know funny stuff so laugh more that's self-care mm-hmm. and it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> so speaking of laughter, one of my clients sends me this weekly chicken joke because she knows that I have chickens in my backyard. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so she sends me this like funny chicken blog whenever it comes out, which is approximately once a week. And I love it. Uh-huh. I'm like, yes, entertain me in that way. Make me giggle. I like it. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll have to send this to me as well. Cause I'm always looking for new sources of jokes. So anybody that's listening, send them to me. If you've got jokes, a friend of mine sent something last night and was getting ready to go to bed. And she sent, I mean, it was just one, you know, it was like a comic picture, you know, a cartoon or something. I mean, and there were probably 20 of them. I was laughing. I don't know how I did wet my pants. I was laughing <laughs> so hard. They were so funny. I'm like, thank you so much. Because I only send out about three or four or five, maybe of the, you know, cartoons for each, each week. So I've got several, I've got like a month or two of, of funny, just so funny. So I love, I, you know, it's like a good belly laugh. I'm telling you, there's nothing. So what's the best way for people to send you jokes? Um, Send it to Sherry at SherryDanzig.com. Send it, email it to me, I guess that would be fine. Or you can connect with me on Choosing Vibrancy. And then okay. you'll get my email as well. But yeah, please send me jokes. I'll spend okay. them out, and then I'll spread them out <laughs> in the world. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So everyone pick up her free gift, the self-care quiz. She also has a self-care consultation and, or a, a sleep consultation. So get in and get support, value and love yourself enough to want to take better care of yourself and, and do it in the form of self-care and let Sherry help you. And you can laugh while you're doing it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Much love until next week. Bye for now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Soul of an Empath with Tiffany Cano. If you enjoyed this show, please rate and recommend it on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, 
or wherever you are listening to it. You can get more information from soulofanempath.com. May you be blessed with love, health, peace, joy, spiritual oneness, prosperity, and abundance. So be it. So be it. So be it.